Since our last show, the Mets won five games in a row. And yet, we still have an awful lot to complain about. Because if we didn't, we wouldn't be Mets fans. Mets Wrap 360 starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, that's right. We know that music. We love that music. Welcome to Mets Wrap 360. I'm Christian Blatt on Twitter at Christian DMZ, joined by the lovely, the talented Melissa Weinstein at Melissa Wine. That's me. Do you want to spell it out for people? Because M- maybe I didn't. M E L I S W E I N. Because, you know, maybe they might have spelled it like wine, like you drink. Oh, like that would, that'd be great. the Cabaretus, which we will not be drinking this week or maybe ever. I mean, we drank it already, but yeah. we talked last week about recorking it and everything. Yeah. And maybe we should just recork Jose Reyes. But anyway, that's a conversation Yikes. for later. In any case, uh, yes, as I said, we had a great start to the week, and we're going to get into that, and we're going to get into the few games after that. But the important thing to start with is praise. We had some great feedback after last week's episode. Carol Ann Peck said, very happy to have you guys back, Go Mets. Aww. We're happy to be back, and yes, Go Mets. Samuel Hernandez, who tweets at us a fair amount, actually, yeah. if you remember the name. Awesome. Nice to have you guys back. Let's go, Mets. So thank you. If you are a viewer of the show, and I don't mean you, Melissa. I mean... Dude. I do watch us, though. Do you? No. Well, actually, I know your parents are watching right now. Should we say hi? No. What? Really? That's so rude. <laughs> is your boyfriend watching, too, even though he doesn't like baseball? I think he is. Eh, well, this is how we'll know. Jay... Make sure to tell her that I said hi to you. And if he Ooh. doesn't say that, then that means he didn't watch. I know if he's not watching, my dad yeah. just texted him that. Oh, that's probably true. So, yeah. see, it's all this collusion. You know, my uh, my wife and son watched last week, but they're not going to watch this week because it's Easter. So, happy Easter for those who celebrate. And, of course, it was also Passover. And I have to make sure. Passover is when you say happy Passover, yes. right? Because there are those days where you don't wish someone a happy Yom Kippur. Correct. Yeah. So, talk a little bit about the Seder you had on Monday night and how the Mets <laughs> factored in. Was uh, Gare there? I wish Gare was there. I mean, he was there... In he was on television. Audio yeah. purposes. Um, Gary was was there, and he made everything much better. So my guests arrived, and we were waiting for a few more people to arrive to right. bring the the main courses. And it was kind of perfect because the Mets game was still going on. It was fairly close. Uh, I mean, Monday's were, game was uh, four to three. Yeah, it was a bullpen so win yeah. up until the eighth inning. So yeah. it was great because I was able to watch the game with my non baseball enjoying guests so i kept interrupting conversations so they were members of the tribe but not members of the baseball tribe correct yeah okay yeah so i which actually implies a cleveland indian so i I don't i I don't like that metaphor anymore (laughs) i take it back i was cheering quite a bit uh in between conversations much to their confusion and then when i would try to explain it i would over explain because i was so excited and then people gave me weird looks but that's just my life in general but you were able to watch the game to yes. completion. Yes. And now, we- I asked you this before we started. If that had been the 14-4 to game where it was easily in hand, would you have turned it off? Truthfully, I don't think so. Assuming that the same thing, I mean, if it was the exact same game that we had on Tuesday, had on right. Monday, with Cespedes' three home runs, I don't think I would have turned it off because I did want to see if he hit four. Yeah. All right. But see, that was a trick question because if you did turn it off, 
then shame on you. Because for me, you know, there are times where I have to turn it off. I have to go out of the house. You know, it's sort of a mixed blessing when you live on the West Coast and it's in the afternoon. Yeah. Like I have to go pick up my son at daycare eh. in the in the afternoon because it closes at six. Oh, so yeah. it's like I can't I, I can't just leave him there overnight. That's so that fair. but here's the thing, and I've said this before on the show. We have the blessing where we can switch over, listen to Howie and Josh in the car. So I get to have I get to have a little bit of gear. Keith and Ron and or Ron. Right. And then I, you know, I get it. I get it all. So it's all right. But uh, today was one of the first games in uh, since opening day that I sat and watched the whole thing straight through without having to go to the audio. Oh, that's good. And uh, it was aggravating. But that's, you know, that's just par for the course. We'll get to it later. Anyway. So uh, thanks to Carol Ann. Thanks to Samuel. And if you'd like to follow the show on Twitter, I, I can't beg enough. It's at ABTV Mets. I'll I'll be honest. We're at 31 followers right now, and look, I love Mike Piazza. I, I've got I've got the the uh, pen holder. It's got his number on the back. I've got this stuffed Mike Piazza that our friend Zach gave us last year. He's so cute. And uh, you know, if it's gonna be at 31 forever, that's fine. But you know, let's get up to 45. Pedro Martinez slash John Franco. You know, I'll go with John Franco. That's fine. Whichever. You know, I'm just saying. Let's just try. That's a little goal for next week. If if you're a Mets fan and you have other Mets fan friends, just retweet the show and and see if you can you can get it up a little bit. Oh, let's see. That sounded dirty. I didn't mean that. Get our Twitter follower count up. Anyway, enough enough jabber jaw. And I got to get back to Easter. My mother-in-law, not my mother-in-law, my wife's grandmother's house. My wife's grandmother's 102. Wow. Yeah. And uh, there was an appearance by the Easter Bunny. And, uh, you know, it uh, reminded me, actually, when I went to opening day two years ago Mm -hmm. in Washington, it was the day after Easter. And, uh, you know, they have the president's race there. Yes. Well, the Easter Bunny conspired with some of the other presidents to not let Teddy Roosevelt win. He body slammed, I think, (laughs) Abe Lincoln. And... (laughs) It was great, and I loved it. My friend and I, and then I heard that uh, Keith Hernandez like loses it whenever yes. the anything any kind of antics happen during the president's race. He hates all that stuff. So uh, I heard that today another body slam by the Easter Bunny. Did so I think uh, Steve Gelb or Craig, one of those guys, posted it. So. Happy Easter Bunny Body Slam Day to everyone. Oh, that's a great thing. It's a great holiday. Trending on Twitter. Anyway, so when we were when last we left Mets Rap 360, it was Sunday night. It was early in the game. And, you know, we had no real feel for where the game was going. And ultimately, 5-2 win for Syndergaard. Great. Thor was mighty. And uh, Edinson Volquez actually pitched well. And it was the first save of the season for Rick Reed. There ended up Rick being... Rick Reed. Rick Reed. <laughs> Let's go with Rick Reed. Maybe Remember Rick Reed? That's so funny because I wrote Rick Reed, but uh, wow. yeah, it's Addison Reed. Yeah. And it's so funny because I was thinking about Rick Reed yesterday because it, longer term Mets fans will remember Rick Reed. He drank a pot of coffee before every start and he wouldn't shave. I think I think he'd shave the day at, like the day he started, he'd shave after the game, but then not again until after the next start. Is- so yeah, but if you think about it, like Turk Wendell, a lot of these guys had crazy rituals, yeah. you know, and uh, he was one of them. So shout out, an unintentional shout out to Rick Reed. He deserves uh, it. That's not quite as bad as not remembering Julio Tehran's name last week, but uh, just thinking of you, Rick Reed. Addison Reed has his first save of the season. All right, yes. so we leave the studio, and I, I get home, I get to watch the game, and it's actually fairly close, but uh, Thor looked great. He did. Your thoughts on the Sunday night game? To, to have just... The back last Sunday to have just named Jay Bruce my player of the week yeah. and then to have him homer in the game 
made me really happy. It really solidified for me that he's off to a much better start than he was last year when he first joined the Mets, and it's looking like he can contribute the way that we hoped he would have contrib- right. contributed we, we last year. You know, look, we'd love to have him lead the league in RBI again this year, but that's not what we need. We just need him to knock in some runs, get some base hits. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about stringing hits together. And uh, first half of the week, that was very easily accomplished. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Sunday was no exception. Sunday was great because they had lost those first two games to the Marlins. It was sort of a bad feeling as we were heading into the show, you know, because it was the first week of the season. Not panic time. Even this week, there's not really panic. This is a good week. But uh, it was great. And it's very frustrating when you have somebody like Noah Syndergaard pitch and you don't win, you know. Whether he gets the win or not, that's not even the issue. But to have him start a game and you win it, you're like, right, that's the way it's supposed to happen. That's the script that I wrote out. Yeah. And, And that was great. So then they go into Philly. On Monday, as we mentioned, that was a that was actually a pretty close game. Uh, Jacob Degrom pitched great. Yeah, uh, it was tied two two when he left the game. So tough luck he didn't get the win. Uh, Jerry Blevins got the win, four three. The bullpen was doing what the bullpen needed to right there. Absolutely. So that was a great game. Now I know you were distracted by the Seder and everything, but uh, mm. I think you you come out with a good feeling. Again, that's the same thing. Degrom doesn't get the win, but he took the mound. He gave you a good outing. You should win. Absolutely. And I don't know the. Other than the win, the cherry on top for me was um, Philly's manager getting ejected oh, for arguing uh, something yeah. he should not have argued to begin with. If anyone's going to be angry, it's going to be Terry. Yeah, because for you know we're going to assume that people watch every game are reasonably in tune to the Mets if they're watching the show, but they what threw over Struble Cabrera's head in that game behind his back. Behind his back. So, and, you know, that's very clearly you're sending a signal. And guys in the Phillies dugout didn't know what that was about. So it wasn't until, uh, you know... And they Gary were... didn't know what it was about either. Yeah. It took clearly a producer reminding him that back in September of last year, back in at City Field, Cabrera had this ridiculous walk-off yeah. homer with this very dramatic bat flip against Ramos. And so this was his in theory, retaliation for that. Yeah. And and no one knew what that was about except for Ramos because Cabrera said afterwards, he's like, oh, I didn't realize that was him until somebody told me. So nobody knew what this was all about. This clearly meant a lot to Ramos. But uh, it also, I feel like, you know, look, the Mets could have won the game, but it, it definitely contributed to them winning that this whole thing happened, Absolutely. you know. That and Jay Bruce hit two home runs. <laughs> yeah, well. He was on fire early this week, and I was, back in the early part of the week, determined for him to be two consecutive weeks now, as player Now, were you at the Mets shop at MLB.com about to put a Jay Bruce jersey in the in no. the cart? You weren't quite that far yet. No. no. but I like Jay Bruce. Yeah. But I don't love Jay Bruce enough to spend money on him. All right. If you had to pick a jersey from somebody that's on the active roster right now, somebody you don't have already, is it, who would you pick? It could be a pitcher. It could be a position player. I know we didn't talk about this being a question, but I was just thinking about it now. I think, honestly, I think it might have to be Travis Darno. It's a good call. I like also that you'd have to get the lowercase d in the apostrophe. So but that, not an upside down P. No, no, no. Which I'm a little disappointed about. Well, it would have been easier. Yeah. But no, you have to get the lowercase d. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they already need it for DeGrom. Yeah. And they don't need it for Dendecker anymore. But oh. there was the point where they had the three lowercase d's. They were the D's. only three they, lowercase Yeah, it was just the one the clubhouse league. guy had yeah. to just sweat and design these lowercase d's. Anyway, I, I think for me, I like to invest in the future. I'd probably go Conforto. He's you know, my second choice. That's, that's who I would get. But... 
I don't. I don't need to get a jersey right now. I have a. Okay. I have a Syndergaard uh, T-shirt. One of the T-shirt jerseys I bought at the World Series. That's the last Ooh. player that I bought. Gotcha. So it's got the little World Series patch. Maybe I'll wear it next week. We'll see. <laughs> uh, by the way, today I'm wearing a uh, National League uh, from 2013. I, I don't want to do the tricky camera work, but uh, it's got Harvey on the back. Today was a Harvey day. Uh, but Tuesday was also a Harvey day. And it was a happy Harvey day because not only did Harvey get the win, but uh, ouch, that was a bad day for Clay Buchholz. Yeah. Uh, the, well... You know, look, there have been better days, and uh, the Mets win fourteen to four. So, and and I like when it's not fourteen to three because then it'll always get written up as two touchdowns to a field goal. Like it always, I like when it's not football numbers yeah. because somebody will always write that headline. You know, we're separate sports for a reason. Let's keep it that yeah. way. And, and you know, just just be a little bit more creative, sports writers. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, what kind of stats do you have from Tuesday? Because I see your well, book is brimming with stats. I have one thing written that I wrote in shorthand, and I don't know what it means. So that... So that's not going to help us. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I do have... Cespedes is the first Met to have m- multiple three homer games. Yes. Um, again, Tuesday... Oh, yeah, because it was in Colorado, I believe it was 2015. Yeah, the, that was that, that stretch was, where they won most games in September or whatever. Yes. You know, they they like uh, rolled a, the Rockies, and they had those impressive wins against the Nationals that uh, was the dirt on their coffin. The best part. And then uh, Mets have hit seven home runs in a game three times, and all three of those instances have been against the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park. And here's the thing. I was texting with my friend John, who's been a guest on this show before. Actually, I went to opening day with him two years ago. And I went to the World Series with him in 2015. And we were trading messages. It's just like, I just wonder, I just want to see what it would be like if the Mets played all their home games at Citizens Bank Ballpark just for a season, just to see what it would be like. So you want to be a Phillies fan? No, 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 no. (laughs) They're going to trade ballparks. And look, most people watch games on TV. You know, they don't go to the games anyway. Anybody who's ever been to the ballpark in Philly. There's a ton of Mets fans there. They all come across the bridge from Trenton and places like mm-hmm. that in South Jersey. So it would probably not make that much of a difference for people. I just want to see what it would be like, the Mets hitting in that ballpark for 81 games. That'd because be awesome. uh, whenever they go there, you're like, all right, this is going to be good. Except, of course, for the game I went to, which uh, uh, Cologne pitched, and it was like a it was like a 2-1 to one game. And it was fine, but I was like, I just wanted to see some home runs. It was a day game, even. <laughs> there were no home runs. But anyway, that's... That's my problem. So, yeah, look, that was, a, that was a great day to be a Mets fan and a demoralizing day to be a Phillies fan. I was uh, out with some friends last night, and a uh, guy was there that I had barely met once before. It turned out he was a Phillies fan, and my friend so Tim— So you're not friends now. Well, <laughs> I wasn't really friends with him to begin with. My friend Tim, who's a Red Sox fan, who I am friends with— he was like, oh, hey, how are the Phillies doing this year to this guy? And I just kind of laughed. I'm like, well, they did not have a good week against the Mets. And they didn't have a great weekend against the Nationals either. But anyway, I digress. So I was just thinking about like, yeah, this has got to be a, you know. But look, they have some good younger players. Just don't get it together this year. That'd be you know? great. You just, just wait. You know, wait until the Mets are unable to retain their core pitching staff and, you know, their all Yankees or Red Sox or whatever, and <laughs> we don't have them anymore, then then go ahead and For be sure. better at that point. Uh, so that was exciting. Wednesday. Well, big concern coming out of Tuesday Uh-oh. was Harvey I forgot about exiting. that. That's right. I'm glad you mentioned but it. as we know, everything's fine. Yeah. So we don't have to talk about it. No, but 
honestly, when there's ever any concern for Harvey, you're always like, okay, what now? You know, because it's like Travis Darnell uh, earlier in the week. He was hit on the hand by a ball, and you're like, great, now he's out for a month. No, he was fine. Yeah. But you're just used to these things. There are certain players that they're hurt so often that you, you just come to expect it. And I don't want to feel that way, but I can't help it. So anyway, Wednesday was a, a much better day for Zach Wheeler, who uh, actually got the win in the Mets' 5-4 game. Lost for Velasquez and save number three for Addison Reed, not Rick Reed, like Melissa said earlier. Yeah. I don't know why she's talking Bobby, about Rick guys. Reed. Seriously. Um, but he was a, he was on the Mets in like 2001, 2002, so you wouldn't remember him because you weren't able to watch Mets games until you went to college, as, as we established last week. I'm just sort of carrying over the threads from last week. Uh, Zach Wheeler, I thought, looked good. He did. You know, and it's what you, you wanted to see. And what we'll take away from that is that the first start where he did not look good, that was just some rust, you know. Yeah, he, like coming back after two years without pitching in a major league stadium, yeah. alone with a major league crowd. It's got to be a different. And you know, major league hitters who are actually trying. You know, I yeah. I know that you know spring training they're trying to get comfortable, but you know, it, it was it's a completely different atmosphere, and it's good to see. Uh, we we need to see more of that out of Zach Wheeler, especially because. We don't know when we're going to see Stephen Matz again, you know? Oh, I forgot about him. And when, yeah, well, that's what happens. And, like, you know, his pitching coach from Long Island hasn't been on the broadcast because Stephen Matz hasn't, pit- Nats hasn't pitched. He goes to, like, every Stephen Matz start. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we need to get back in the routine. Just imagine if we're able to have everybody just go through the turn in the rotation just once. Because, as I saw a stat, I think this was on SNY, this could have actually been ESPN, that... The in, in in any order, they've never gone through the rotation of Syndergaard, Degrom, Harvey, Wheeler, and uh, Mats. They've never had those five go yeah, in order. Yeah, because Wheeler and Mats have right. never pitched in the right, same exactly. season. So that's what I'm saying. So they've never actually the the what on paper, like even going into last year, the thing that they always want is like, oh, they have these five stars. They've never actually. And let's just get one turn through the rotation and see and just enjoy that. And then wow. we'll be greedy and ask for the whole rest of the season to be that way. But uh, so once would be nice. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> Steve Matz, take care of yourself. Yeah, you know, don't be sleeping on friends' couches. I was just about to say that, but then I thought it was too obscure and that you wouldn't know what I was talking. I about. I think if you're watching this show, you're going to understand, you know, some of the more obscure references. Yeah. I mean, things that they talk that'll still come up once in a while on the broadcast, you know, because you could tell that that's that's the kind of thing. Keith's never going to forgive. Like, like, what are you doing sleeping on a couch? Anytime you're in, a, you're that, in the major leagues. Anytime that Keith can put someone else's ridiculous injury over his own yes, ridiculous injury, he will true. do that. <laughs> he absolutely will. Uh, so do you have any notes on Wednesday? Yeah. One of my real frustrations with this game, and I think Gary talked about it on the broadcast, uh, TJ Rivera in that first inning, that should have been an error, and it was ruled a hit by the hometown scorekeeper. Really? Um, but because... It was a hit. All four of those runs that scored on the Grand Slam uh, were charged to Wheeler. And so, so it should have been an error. And had it been an error, they all four would have been unearned runs. Well, as someone who plays fantasy baseball, a lot of times you'll see those things corrected, sometimes more than a week later. That's I, the hope. Yeah, because that's terrible. And yeah, you'll get those those hometown scoring where it's like, oh, that's a, that's a great knock for our guy. But then it's like, yeah, but look what it did to his ERA. Uh, by the way, uh, Susan, who is your mother, oh, says no. we oh, are no. watching 
And we're not too offended that Melissa didn't say hello. Uh, still no messages from Jay That's in the fine. chat, though. So uh, I don't oh. know if he's watching. Hi, Mom. Anyway, so let's talk about Thursday, which oh, my God. was a uh, victory uh, in terms of a battle, but ultimately a loss in the war because of the way that the rest of the week went. Now, I have a lot of obligations during the week, Thursday nights. I'm a part of the Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro, which is part of AfterBuzz that we do here. You know, he's the he and his fiance Marie Menounos are founders of AfterBuzz, and we do a show at their house on uh, Mondays and Thursdays. So I was there. I was sitting on the couch and we were talking. And I would just keep glancing at my mm-hmm. phone, you know, and just making sure. To, and then it's like this game is still going on. So I did not get to watch that game that closely, but. It was enough where I could see pitching changes and things. And, you know, when it gets to the 16th inning, actually even before that, when you get to the 13th, 14th inning, you're just like, oh, man, how about this goes like 22, 23? Yeah. Because I'm not there. I'm not even watching. So I actually had a friend who was at the game. Oh, wow. And so he writes a fantastic Mets blog if you guys are interested in reading. His name's Um, Elliot. Okay, first of all, yes, of course we're interested if we're watching this show. What's the blog? It's 213, 213, miles from Shea. Because he, he and I actually grew up in Baltimore together, and we and were two. Is it 213 miles? Yes, we oh, were exactly 213 miles from Shea. Um, so he writes this great blog, and he is a teacher and was on spring break this week and did his, his little loop. So he saw the Mets in Philly, then he saw them in Miami, he saw the baby Mets in St. Lucie, and then he, I know he saw a few other games coming back up, but I don't know if they were Mets affiliates. Um, but he was everywhere. But he was there. So on- he might have gone to see the Savannah Sand Nets. He- Oh, I wish he did, but I don't think he no, did. That's too bad. Anyway, um, go ahead. He was at the game on Thursday, and I said, I really hope you stayed until the 16th, and he left in the 15th inning. And See, I that's said, why you don't leave in the 15th, because it might be over. In the I next- said to him, I said, I sort of blame you, but keeping in mind that he had just driven from New Jersey all the way down to Miami, I, I can cut him a little slack. All right, well, let me tell you a little story. Now, my wife and I, Heather, whom you know, yes. and people who watch this show don't necessarily know but that's all right we were at a dodgers padres game in san diego so not the mets okay we're not that invested in the game just because (laughs) we're gonna be in san diego and it's like oh we uh, she loves that ballpark it's amazing yeah so like whenever baseball season starts and you know we live in the valley we live you know maybe 15 minutes from dodger stadium if you go early enough and whenever baseball season starts she says oh it's baseball season Let's go down to San Diego. She never says, let's go to Dodger Stadium. It's always like, Nobody let's go down to San Diego. Well, right. Exactly. <laughs> every once in a while, we'll sort of split the difference and we'll go down to Anaheim. You know, like every six years when the Mets are there. Yeah. Anyway, so, and we go and we're at the game. And uh, I believe that game went 16 innings as well. Oh, wow. What I learned, they do a 14th inning stretch. Now, what I don't know is if they do a 21st inning stretch. So if anybody's ever been to a game that long, please tweet us at ABTV Mets or go ahead and leave a comment. Very curious to know. Yeah, I would love to. And the Mets and Cardinals had a 21-inning game only a few years ago. Was that 2010? Uh, I think it was a little bit more recent than that because I I think – now, I might be wrong. I, I wanted to say that Zach Wheeler got the save, but now I might be wrong. It might be as long ago as you're saying, and maybe Mike Pelfrey got the save. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't we'll know I didn't know I was going to pull that stat out, so that's my fault for not researching the nonsense in my head. But anyway, and we were talking about this game, this, this Dodger-Padre game that we're not really invested in. But at the same time, like, well, we've been here. I mean, once you're there 13 innings, right? Look, there's a certain point where we would have left. 
you know. But I, I don't know when it was. I mean, that exactly. game. That game. No, I understand. Yeah. I understand. Uh, but that wasn't it. It wasn't 16th inning game. And Heather was very excited because she's like, I think in the 13th, she's like, all right, if it goes 14, I'm getting ice cream. <laughs> so it's the 14th inning and she gets ice cream and she's so excited. So <laughs> I don't know. If you're a Mets fan and you go all the way down to Miami, you're going to leave that game? Elliot, two one three miles from Shay. I don't know. Does he do it? Do, he should be on the show. Yeah. By the way, I want him to explain his trip to us and for also sure. chastise him for leaving the game. Okay. Because <laughs> if they'd lost the game, by the way, if they had lost the game when he left, well, he left right as Robles came in, and I said, "Well, I would have left too." And I said, "I totally understand." <laughs> I actually told my friend it. to go to bed who was watching on the East Coast. I was Absolutely. like, "Oh, Robles doesn't go to bed." I said, "With that, I would have left too." Yeah. I mean. In theory. In theory. I, I know you. Because you would have been keeping score for 16 innings. You I would have been there. Yeah, you would have been there. And Jay would have been saying, 16 innings, I get 16 scoops of ice cream. That's a lot of ice cream. That's our agreement when we go to baseball games. It's how many innings? Is nine how innings. Many? And sometimes it's nine scoops. Sometimes it's nine innings, nine toppings. It really depends. Wow. Nine scoops of ice cream. All right. Well, you know what? He and Heather would have fun if we were ever all at an extra, extra, extra inning game. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, so... The high point of that game, and you know, that was a crazy back and forth game. I thought it was actually really interesting to the way that the game went back and forth. And there was just, I don't know, it was that was a game that I was listening to because I was driving around. Mm-hmm. So you know, Howie and Josh were taking me through all all of the nonsense, and very excited that the top of the sixteenth, the home run was done by Travis Darno because you know he's a guy that I like a lot, and he definitely fell on hard times last year, and it's great to see him succeed and for him to come through in a big way like that that's great so you know Robles had pitched the bottom of the 15th and as we were saying when he came back out for the bottom of the 16th I was like all right there's no way that they're gonna win this game now they only had I thought we were gonna go to the 17th well yeah at least the 17th yeah I just figured it was a loss you know he was gonna give up two runs but to his credit and there have been look that's the thing about Hansel Robles great outing great outing Bad outing, terrible outing, train wreck outing. And then all of a sudden you'll get another good right. one, too. So and, it's And the miracle with that was that he had already pitched three straight days and it was supposed to be his off day. And after, I think it was DeGrom who pinch hit, Yeah, uh, they brought Robles in, which was great for the Mets because it was the Marlins' starting pitcher, Adam Conley, who Travis got the home run off of. And yes. Conley was supposed to start the next day and he got pushed back. And so it all worked out really well by obviously using Robles and not using one of our starting pitchers. Right. But they win that game, as I said. That's a victory, but it was a victory for one battle and then seemed to have been a little bit of a setback for the war. And look, it had been a long week for the Mets because they did have that Sunday night game. Mm -hmm. And yes, they had to only travel down to Philly. And it was a night game, Monday in Philly, you know, not the day game, which what I, it was one of those things I was complaining about, that the Phillies weren't having opening day in the afternoon. And probably the Mets being on ESPN was a big reason why, that they weren't wow. going to have the Mets, you know, basically, I don't even know if they fly. I don't know if they still take a bus like the old days when you go to Philly, because by the time you get to the airport and all that, I don't know. But anyway, they got into Philly late. So it's been a long few days. They haven't had an off day and they are going to have an off day tomorrow, which is good. So it's a lot of making a lot of excuses for a few games now that we're going to talk a little bit about that they did not win. I don't think that they should have won all three. I think that they could have won all three. I think that somewhere in there, they should have at least split this series with the Marlins. So it was very frustrating. And here's the thing. I should be ecstatic that we won five straight games because, as I said last week, 
here at Mets Rap 360, we've never had a week where the Mets have won more than five games. So five games is still the record. That's great. You win yeah. five games out of eight. But then just sort of the way that they lost these games. Well, they were two of them were walk-offs. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Yesterday and today were both. Or, uh, or it was Friday. Friday. Friday was sorry. That was the Josh Edge and yes. yeah, walk-off. And then today right. was the walk-off. And then yesterday they lost in the eighth, which I guess is yeah. not well, as bad. And then the problem with yesterday was that I'm going to say this, that Terry mismanaged the pitching staff so badly, you'd think he was Dusty Baker. I'm not taking Ooh. it back. That's how bad he was. Wow. It was just, you know, I get it. It's early in the season. I understand his reason that you don't bring DeGrom out in the eighth when he already has 97 pitches. However, you're already down Jerry's Familia, which I think all of these losses so far this season, you know, these late bullpen losses – are all attributable to the fact that Familia's not there and everybody's pitching a little more than they should, a little bit earlier than they should. And, you know, even today, Addison Reed pitching in a non-safe situation, just trying to hang on to what was a very hard-fought, wow. well-fought, great game. Would have been a real pick-me-up at the end of the road trip if they won. And that's another walk-off. So that part doesn't bother me as much. But the Saturday game in particular is the one where you're just like – you just scratch your head at like each move that he made. I mean – DeGrom had 13 Ks in the game. Incredible. So, yeah. and uh, By the way, yes. Syndergaard had 13 Ks in two starts this week, and DeGrom had 13 in one start. There's a lot of Ks. Yes. So I do understand the idea that these, especially the hard-throwing strikeout pitchers, you know what, let's not have them go over 100, you know, when we can avoid it. You know, don't have them start the inning at 98 pitches. But in the heat of the moment, I was furious, especially when Fernando Salas is the is the guy who gets a lot. It's it's like Addison Reed comes in, not Rick Reed. Addison Reed comes in and gives gives up the walk off today. Very disappointing, but he's a good pitcher. He had three saves this week. Consistently great pitcher. It's been an, a huge asset for the Mets. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't have a problem with that. But when it's somebody like Fernando Salas or Hansel Robles, who did not get the loss in the 16-inning game, but I just expected it. Yeah, You know, uh, so, I don't know, it's infuriating. Uh, your thoughts on Friday and Saturday, and then we'll talk a little bit about today. Um, Friday, I was really obviously disappointed in the bullpen, specifically with a, a walk-off loss. Yeah. Only at the time not to know that it was another one was coming later in the weekend. Um, Conforto really impressed me. He his RBI sack fly and then he gunned down Rojas at the plate. Yeah, his he's proving that he deserves to be and on the Mets. This roster. is a major topic right now amongst uh, Mets Twitter, yes. Mets Nation, all these things. Is Conforto needs to start because he's playing so well, he's hitting well, and also his defense is great. Yes, and he's not helping anybody down in Vegas. You know that's great. Oh, he's gonna hit some home runs for the fifty ones, and he's you know gonna. Gun down the Portland Trailblazers. No, wait, that's an that's NBA team. But you know what it's I mean. It's possible. Yeah, it's true. That could, that could also be the, the name of their team. But at the same time, it's just like, no, you gotta you got to find time for him to play. He doesn't have to start every day. But he should start several times a week. He should start most days. He should be in most games. And it worked out well for him to lead off in yeah. the batting order with Reyes in his ridiculously terrible slump right now. And obviously I would like to see Jose come back and bat lead off. Because you want to enjoy a uh, empty bottle of empty wine. bottle of Cabarets. Always. Um, but to see Conforto leading off and to be that fantastic both at the plate and in the field, I really can't ask for more from this guy who 
maybe should or shouldn't have made the team. Right. No, I definitely agree with that. And I liked seeing him bat leadoff. And the game that he bat, batted leadoff, he had a great performance. The team did well. And I texted my friend and I was just like, this has worked really well, Conforto batting leadoff, which is why you know you'll never see it again the rest of the season. Of course. Because Terry will be like, man, you know, anybody can do that or whatever. I don't even know what he says. <laughs> he always has reasons that you hear them and you're like, all right, I can see how that would make sense to you, Terry. But what about the rest of us who've seen him hit? And I don't know. I mean, what does Alderson do? Like, shouldn't doesn't, shouldn't he have some weight, you know, and be Only able when to... he uh, is letting people go on waivers? Well, yeah, I guess that's that's really where he Let's he, be he, fact, he factors into. God, why did they let Ty Kelly go? Where did he end up, Ty Kelly? Toronto. Oh, well, maybe he'll get some playing time there. But I don't know. I, the Mets don't play the Blue Jays this year, so yeah. that'll be all right. Blue Jays, by the way, I think still only have one win from the season. Oh, I know they lost today by yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they're like one in ten or whatever oh. it is. Yeah. Yikes. Anyway, so I just think we need we need to get Conforto into most of these Agreed, games. For sure. Now, here's the thing. Sassuidas you don't take out. Jay Bruce is hitting well. I, I guess Curtis has to be the odd man out. He can he Absolutely. can pinch hit occasionally but you know you just there's not room for all these guys and he's not a center fielder anymore grandy hit four for 26 this week all right well that's better than reyes who hit what three for 27 yes. you said yeah so 111 and 154 yeah but so if you line them up next to the other three outfielders significantly less effective at the plate right so love grandy hopefully he gets a swing back but for right now because look There'll be there'll be the slump that Jay Bruce goes into because his entire career he's always gone into a slump. Unfortunately for Mets fans, his slump was basically the first you know six weeks he was on the team yeah. last year. So it'll happen, and then you know Curtis can get some more time. But I, I don't know, especially when you're losing games that you shouldn't be losing. Let's have Conforto out there. Let us know what you think, everybody. Tweet us at ABTV Mets. I'm determined to get more followers. We will. Gosh darn it. It's going to happen. Uh, and then let's talk a little bit about today before we look ahead to next week. Uh, Matt Harvey looked great. He got did. into tr- Got into and out of trouble, and that's what you like to see. But for the most part, he was great. He was the Dark Knight. He was the Matt Harvey that we've kind of been missing the last few years you know we we've seen flashes of this matt harvey so it'd be great to see him this whole season and you know again that minor concern earlier in the week was nothing he pitched really well and uh you know he came out and even gave an extra inning but god to watch the mets be no hit into the seventh or is it even into the eighth i think it was seven it was seven and two seven and two thirds to go that far into the game and it's not like you know, you were going up against Steven Strasburg or Max Scherzer or one of those guys. It's a guy who nobody on the Marlins clubhouse even knows, Straley, who had and been was, on the uh, the Reds. Yeah. And it was a combined no-hitter. It was a combined hitter. no-hitter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's like, look, and by the way, a lot of times I will criticize a manager for taking out a guy who has a no-hitter. But I think it was, what, five and change. Yeah. And he was already at like 97 pitches. He had five walks. That guy wasn't getting, I think Steve Gelbs actually tweeted this, that he was not getting 11 more outs. So it's no. like you just, all right, hey, good outing. You know what? Learn to maybe not walk so many people. Maybe you'll have a no-hitter one day. But uh Today's not it. And he did pitch very well. Yeah. I will give him that. Well, so that, and that's, that's really what it came down to is just the Mets not to get anything. And then they finally get a hit. And you and I had this conversation before we started. There's a certain level where you want the Mets to win. But if you're actually there at the stadium and you're watching, you're like, I want them to come back and win. 
But if they don't win, boy, if I got to see a no-hitter, that'd be really cool. And it's at that point where you're questioning with yourself, at what point do I stop hoping they win? Right. And And if you're a Mets fan, you can't stop hoping. Right. But But it's, it's that weird internal conflict where do you want to see history or do you want to see a win that's at this point in the season, somewhat insignificant. Yeah, I think so. Although, you know, look, there, there were tweets that, uh, oh, my God, these three losses against the Marlins, these these are going to be something we look back at if they don't make the playoffs. Well, we'll If they don't make the September. playoffs, there'll be, a lot of, there'll be a lot of games between now and then that you can point to. But sure, these, these were very disappointing. And, and today, here's the thing. Look, if you want to find silver lining, they did come back Incredibly. very impressively. Uh, against David Phelps, former Yankee, a lot of Yankee garbage out there. You know, people that even they didn't want anymore. And you just sort of see them. Everything's coming together. You know, Struble Cabrera, who I was very hard on this show for a lot of last season. Uh, it was great. I just yeah. liked the way that they all put it together. And wow, they tied the game in the top of the ninth. And you know, we were getting ready to go to my wife's grandmother's for Easter. I'm like, all right. I'm, Guess I'm not going to get to write up the notes for the game because it's not going to be over. I'm going to have to listen in the car. Oh, Addison Reed, not Rick Reed, is coming in. All right. And then I'm like, oh, it's over. And that's always so sad when they lose in a walk-off, you know, because it's like, oh. Well, well it's if, the second if, in two days. Yeah. If they were if they were at home, we'd at least get we get another half inning and, yeah. and they could try again. So, I don't know. Look, it's, it's disappointing. But uh, ultimately – a five and three week. I'm going to take that, you know, because uh, we weren't counting Sunday when we predicted. We said right. five and two, so we, we, we had the right number of wins. Exactly. <laughs> we were we were a loss shy though. So, and, but it, like I said at the beginning of the show, possibly they could have won eight games this week. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. And you know what? I'm really impressed with the way that the Mets played this week. In the past, maybe like 2014, 2013. Yeah. If they were down by even two runs, there was. There was the expectation they would come back, but the hope was almost, in, like, it wasn't there. Yeah. And at this point, I mean, we were being no hit, and we were down 2 nothing, and we came back and tied it. Right. And, and at that, that point, you were going to be, week. yeah, and when you're talking about it, at that point, it was going to depend on, like, Eric Young Jr. stealing a base. Oh, Things yes. that you knew were never going to happen. Right. And so, so it was a really nice week to remember that this Mets team can come back. Unlike the Mets teams of the past, where yes. it was, if you're down by one run in the first, you're down by one run the whole game. Right. And uh, even even in the game, which we usually dare not speak of, even in the wild card game, there was a feeling I thought, you know what, they could. I yes. felt like they could come back. But they didn't. But it's good to see a game like this. So that's the, the silver lining, was that they did come back. Anyway... We're not going to be so greedy that we're going to, you know, moan too much about winning only five games. We're not Yankee fans. We'll be happy, you know. Five's pretty good. Yeah. But the bar is set. We're going, you know, there's another Sunday night game coming up uh, two weeks from today. Okay. So that means three shows from today. I think there'll be another chance for eight wins. So uh, that's when they have to do it. Uh, Let's take a quick look ahead to next week before we do our player of the week. So if you don't have, you have it. All right, good. I'm prepped this week. And if you're in the chat and you want to give us a player of the week, let us know. And if for some reason you're watching and you're not a Mets fan, you can give us a player of the week on a different team. Because I I know that Star Drew is in the chat and I I know that he is a Blue Jays fan and I appreciate him watching our show. Uh, He actually said that he remembered a game versus Detroit that went 18 or 20 innings, and the game started at 1 p.m., and it went until 8 p.m. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, also, your dad wants to know why your mom got a shout-out, and uh, 
This he is did not. Very embarrassing. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's not embarrassing. Hi, Dad. It, yeah, thank you. And Jay, uh, you're clearly still not Slacking. watching. All right, so we're going to have an off day tomorrow. You and Much I needed. are not going to have to watch the Mets. It's just good. Let me catch my breath. Yes. It's been a couple of rough days. So catch your breath. We'll get right back at it on Tuesday. And who's coming to town? Oh, the Phillies. Okay. We can feel good about that because we're going to have uh, Wheeler, Syndergaard, and DeGrom. Unless I read that wrong. But I think that's the order. I think Let's we're going to go with that. Yeah. So I feel confident with that. That's going to be great. So we're going to have those three games. And then I think on Thursday or after Thursday, Familia is eligible to be on the yes. roster. Great, because who comes in for the weekend? The Washington Nationals. Mm. Yeah. So, actually, you know what? It's next week that there's another Sunday game. That's right. Yeah, Sunday night. It's, that's, the, that's the matchup with the Mets and the Nationals. Oh, so, when we're doing that. the show next week, there'll be another one of those. Look, I'm dreading that, but here's something I alluded to last week. That I said this multiple times last season. I get it. Daniel Murphy was your friend. Maybe he's still your friend and you like him. You need you don't hit him. He's your friend. You don't you don't hit him, but you, you brush him off the. He's way too comfortable to play it against the Mets pitchers. Yeah. And if anybody should be brushing him off, it's Noah Syndergaard. And I don't know if it's going to line up where he pitches in that series, unfortunately. But I hope he does. And if he does, it's like, oh, you're my friend. But right now, this isn't about being friends. Exactly. This is about you not making me look bad. And, you know, I don't think he's off to the preposterous start that he was last year, but he's... I've he's, heard very little about him this year, yeah. which I'm very pleased about. Yeah, well, it's because the Mets haven't played him. I would just so. also like to hear less about Bryce Harper. Yes, who had, a, who had a walk-off against Three run homer. Joaquin Benoit, which I think I mentioned last week that I had Jean-Marc Gomez on my fantasy team, and he was deposed as the closer of the Phillies. Oh, boy. Replaced by Joaquin Benoit. So on my well. team, I went and picked up Joaquin Benoit off waivers. So uh, lesson learned, no more Phillies closers. Yeah. You know, not, not, since, not since Billy Wagner was the Phillies Aww. closer. Yeah. Where's he now, by the way? I mean, I know he's not pitching, but, like, he should be on TV or a oh, pitching coach or something. He's probably hanging out with his family. Anyway, so that's going to be a very exciting, nerve-wracking, stressful series. The Saturday game is going to be 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 Eastern. That's the first okay. day game since opening day. Wow. Yeah. and Oh, East Coast day game. East Got Coast it. day game. Because it's 4 in the East. It's 1 okay. here. Yeah. So everything else has been a night game, except for today. So it's a, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. So, Sundays don't count. Yeah, right. Today was the first day game since opening day. And then uh, Saturday will be the... It'll be the first home day game since Got opening it. day. And then we'll actually get a couple against the Braves next week, but we'll talk about all that next week. So we'll have a lot to discuss next week. And uh, let us know what you're anticipating and what you're thinking. Tweet us at ABTV Mets. Oh, yeah. I might start saying it every five minutes. Do it. You know, but next week. Uh, all right. Let's get to our players of the week. I will let you go first, Melissa. Uh, early in the week, it was definitely looking like it was going to be a repeat of Jay Bruce. Sure. And then today, I really struggled between two people. And I think one of them you're going to be pleased with, and the other one you're going to think that I'm crazy and you're going to want me to leave. Uh, I was deciding between Hansel Robles okay. and Travis Darno. Well, one of those makes sense. I and the other on one Travis. is Hansel Robles. <laughs> I settled on Travis. Interesting that you say that because uh, I, we didn't converse beforehand i also picked travis oh, good. and in the chat 
Brad Patsaboy, uh, I'm sorry if I'm saying that oddly, it says the player of the week, Travis Darno. Yes. He had a great week. So he had that top of the 16th home run. But he also had five runs, two home runs, seven RBI this week. Uh, since one of Sunday. those hits was a triple. He was right. eight for 21. And if there's ever a guy that you didn't think would hit a triple, well, it's Bartolo Colon. But another guy <laughs> that you would think wouldn't hit a triple, it's Travis Darno. And I was really impressed. He had two things. One, when he did or did not get hit on the hand. And then today, when he looked a little shaken up, both of those times Ray Ramirez came out and both times Travis either ran away or shook him off and was able to get back in the game. And also today, the two tags at the plate in late innings. I think one was the sixth and one was the ninth. I mean, you're not going to get that. And he's thrown out runners this year. I mean, a a few times. He is looking a lot better than we've seen before. He's the player that I had hoped he'd become. Now, granted, it's only a few weeks into the season. But I would love to see this consistently because this is exactly what I want to see. So, honorable mention, Yoana Cespedes. Six yes. runs, five home runs, nine RBI. He batted 296. This is before today because that's when I put these stats together. Jay Bruce, six runs, three home runs, six RBI. He batted wow. 321 uh, before today. So Jay Bruce? Yeah. Yeah, well, then he dropped a little. That's what I mean. I'm not counting yeah. today. So, uh, and you know, look, there's a 16 inning game in there. Guys had six, seven at bats. Yeah. So, uh, oh, and if we're going to do like a little quick shout out for uh, player of today, Neil Walker, three walks. And, uh, Broke up the no-hitter. Yeah. So, great for Neil Walker. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy I want to like. And uh, it's been a little bit of a slower start. Last year was crazy. Yeah. But, but uh, happy to have him. Yeah. He doesn't make his... He actually, he makes no stupid mistakes, a la Daniel Murphy. It's nice to have someone who tends to do things the way that you're trained to yeah. do them. Right, exactly. That's what we want. Anyway, so, uh, well... <laughs> The last thing we talk about will be Daniel Murphy, and I feel like he'll be one of the first things we talk about next week. <sighs> but until then, uh, thanks so much to everybody who was watching and everybody in the chat, including both of Melissa's parents. They're not her boyfriend, Jay, who appear- oh. apparently was not there. No, look, if he was there, he'll tell you when you come home. He's like, well, why did, you keep, why did he keep calling me out for not being there? But if he doesn't sure say I anything. I have texts yeah, right now. That's true. Why well, don't I have do. my phone on the table? It's probably smart. See, I'm trying to multitask. And look, I, I used the tablet today instead it's, of my I'm big impressed. old laptop. It, it's, it's not easy, but I'm trying. I'm trying to be consistent. Anyway, trying to make it easier and like let everybody see all of my trinkets here in front of us who, who are watching. Yes. Of course, if you're listening on iTunes, you don't see the trinkets, but just know I have some pretty cool yes. Mets stuff. And if you're listening on iTunes, you should listen and then watch on And then YouTube. watch, yeah. And, and uh, you, you know what? I'll, I'll remember to post a picture uh, yes. probably a future week. But anyway, if you are listening on iTunes, please make sure you like, rate, and comment. All that stuff helps. And if you're watching on YouTube, also comment, like, rate, all that stuff. And please, for the love of God, follow us on Twitter at Mets ABTV. No, I know it's just sad. That's now. not right. It's not. It's ABTV Mets. Oh, God. Don't follow Mets ABTV. Yeah, that's somebody else. That's that's some hater. That's yeah. some pretender. <laughs> uh, anyway, so thank you to everybody who watched and listened uh, for Melissa Weinstein at Melissa Wine. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. And uh, I have my own personal podcast called The Blackcast. B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. And you can follow that on Twitter or just go to blackcast.com. But that's all for now. So until next week, thanks so much, everybody. And let's go Mets. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.